0: You're listening to the Biz Booster Podcast, a podcast that's carefully designed to help you power past your competitors, guide you on your journey to building a six-figure empire, and go from invisible to in-demand. I'm your host, Mina, a six-figure business coach who went from working 50-hour weeks at a nine-to-five to to becoming a booked-out social media manager in just 48 hours, hitting consistent 10K months in less than six months, and building a six-figure online coaching and course creation business. I am so excited to have you here and let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Biz Booster podcast. I'm so excited because today's episode is going to look a little bit different than what it usually does. So here on the Biz Booster podcast, we talk so much about boosting your business, elevating your cash flow, scaling your business, how to market, etc., right? But I think what get skipped over a lot in business is the mindset sector of things and actually working through doing the inner work
1: to be a
0: great business owner, to be able to serve your clients in the way that they deserve to be served in the best capacity while still maintaining healthy boundaries. And I think a lot of that has to do with healing, you know, personal growth, and that manifests itself into the mindset you have going into starting and scaling a business. So... Today um, on the Business Booster Podcast, we have Kelsey. Kelsey is a trauma-informed coach. Before coaching, she spent three years doing advocacy work at a nonprofit where she provided one-on-one and group support for hundreds of survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. During this time, she developed the foundation for trauma-informed space holding, you guys. So between her experiences with survivors and working to heal her own trauma, she noticed the cycles that trauma keeps us stuck in and was tired of the constant self-betrayal. So she knew that she was being called to facilitate deeper healing for others Now she guides people in freeing themselves from the pains of their past so they can show up more bodily in the present. She helps them reclaim the power they hold within to heal their relationship with themselves through inner child work and embodiment practices. So today we're going to be chatting all things inner child work and how you can actually utilize some of the um, self-regulation tactics and different ways to tap into your inner child to actually benefit you as a business owner as well. So let's get into today's episode. (laughs) Well, hi, Kelsey. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Biz Booster Podcast. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Yay, me too. I know. I I know that we had to reschedule. So I'm super excited to be like here and be chatting and be able to talk all the things. Yes.
0: And I already did an intro. So everybody already knows who you are and what you do okay, and cool. everything. So awesome. um, <laughs> I really just wanted to get into like the nitty gritty of inner child work. I know that that's what you specialize in. I know that's something that's super close to your heart. And so I just kind of wanted to start the conversation off with what inner child work even is for the people out there that like don't know or don't know what all of it entails. um, And how did you first hear about it and get into it as deeply as you did?
1: That's a super awesome question and. I feel like there are so many different perspectives and ideas of what inner child work is and there's also so many like different layers and levels and facets of inner child work. Like it could be something as simple as just like buying a coloring book and coloring in a coloring book or going out and like playing a game outside or like doing something that's fun and like childish and like really connects you back into the present moment and back into your body, but you can also take it a step deeper too and like really learn that everything that is coming up for you, any triggers, any emotional stress or things that are just bothering you in your day-to-day are often remnants of your inner child that's like trapped within you and that you need to take the time to learn and understand and hear and validate and see what those different things mean and begin to come back home to yourself. So it's really the process of... It's like two parts. It's like this part of like becoming the type of parent that you needed, like the supportive, loving, caring inner parent that you needed and also tuning into what your inner child needs are. And so there's this, this combo of like healthy reparenting and inner child work that go hand in hand that allow you to kind of connect to yourself on a deeper emotional level and really allow you to know that you have your own back and know that you have all the tools to take care of yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's so
0: powerful. And I know I've done like an inner child session with you and yeah. with you. And so yeah. that definitely hit home. And that's definitely true based off of, obviously, I'm not like super informed on it but being in a mm-hmm. session with you really like helped me kind of get back to that and I've been practicing mm-hmm. some of the things that you like yeah. told me to do afterwards which has been great yeah. but another thing I wanted to kind of chat about is when I first met you in the space you were doing social media management and stuff and now you're in a trauma-informed a um, coaching industry and I wanted to know what kind of led you or pulled you to make that shift before mm-hmm. we get into all the like nitty-gritty stuff.
1: Yeah. So I just remembered that the other half of your first question was also like how I got into inner child work and how I learned about inner child work. And I totally like missed that part of the question. So I'll kind of (laughs) like chat about that a little bit too. So inner child work, I definitely learned about it years and years ago. I had kind of done some of my own self exploration, you know, looked at some books, did some, you know, Google searches, things like that, to start to begin to understand what inner child work was like. I don't know, this was probably way back in like 2017 or 2016 or something like that. And had started, you know, learning about all these different types of healing modalities. And I knew inner child work resonated with me then, but I didn't really know or understand how to do it moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then like, let's flash forward to 2020. I had been working in the nonprofit space for an Mm -hmm. organization that supports victims uh, and survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault. And so I had been in that space for about three years at that time, and I had begun to experience really severe burnout from from that, my role there. Um, I worked very very closely with these people, both emotionally, both in like providing resources to them. You know, listening. You know, I could be sitting with somebody, holding space for them for hours on end. Like there was no limit to like what we needed to do for people in that capacity. And we just had to give our all all the time. And so there was like no space for boundaries, no space to take a break. And so I started experiencing burnout, also really severe vicarious trauma, which is where you take on the trauma of other people when you've been working with them so closely. And so you start to take on their, like, hypervigilance and their, like, beliefs and their, like, fears and all of these things. And I also was, like, being triggered and re-traumatized based on, like, my own past, like, relationship abuse and things like that. So it was, like, so many things just kind of, like, came to a head. And I was just, like, I need something else. Like, I am losing my mind i am burnt out i am having panic attacks i have anxiety every day i don't want to go to work so at that point i was just like i need anything i need something i need anything and i started looking in the online space and being like okay what can i do from home what where like where are my work from home jobs or like what would even starting my own business look like and virtual assistant work came up and social media manager came up. It's like some of the top like Google searches that come up. And I think I came across a TikTok and I was just like, okay, let's just like dive into this and see what happens and kind of go from there. And so that was kind of just like my introduction into the online space. And I didn't even know that like coaching and the capacity that it exists today. Like I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that coaching even was a possibility for my life. Like I had heard of life coaching and I knew people like I knew health coaches and my sister had been a holistic health coach for like a decade. And so like, I knew those things existed, but I didn't know the online space capacity Mm -hmm. of that. And so Getting into virtual assistant work and social media management work, it felt like a way for me to move away from what was no longer serving me anymore, give me a break, give me space. It also allowed me to explore my creativity, explore new people, explore new avenues for business and life in general. And so I think for that, it served me for what it needed to be there like then in that moment. And then once I was introduced into the online space and was able to like, be like, oh my gosh, there's all these different things that you can do with these different types of coaches. And I knew kind of like within the first, probably like three to four months of starting my virtual assistant and like, or I transitioned into social media management. I knew like within three to four months of that, I was like, I know, I knew I wanted to coach like hundred percent. I was like, I know I want to coach. And I was like, oh, maybe in a year, maybe in two years or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I was like, it'll be down the road. Like, I can take it slow, whatever. But the more that time passed, the more that there was like this nagging feeling of like, no, this isn't what you're meant for. You're meant for something else. And ended up randomly coming across, like, doing lead gen and outreach to people. I came across a trauma informed coach and we hit it off and had a conversation and ended up getting connected with her and being like yeah I know I want to work with her and so we worked together for months and months and have like built such a like a great relationship now but she was kind of the introduction into the trauma informed space And knowing that even existed within the coaching world, because I had already been practicing in a sense, you know, in my other role as like a trauma-informed coach, not in the same capacity, not in the same way that you do in the online space, but like I had to go through trainings to become trauma-informed already in my role at the nonprofit that I was working at. I had to go through trauma-informed trainings, like dynamics of relationships and abuse and different types of like social justice, racial justice trainings, because that'll enter sex with that type of work. So basically in working with her, she was like, you probably have so much more knowledge than you think you do. And, um, she's like, count up all your hours that you've like worked with people, like count up however many hours. And it's like 3000 hours and like hundreds, hundreds of like hundreds of people that I like of women that I've worked with. And it's just like, Oh yeah, I do have like a lot of knowledge to bring to this Space into this capacity into the work that I do now. And although I don't only focus on relationships or relationship abuse, it's definitely something that comes up a lot. I feel like it's something that a lot of people have experienced. And that all comes back to your relationship with yourself and your inner child as well. So I feel like there's a lot of Inter intersections of the work I did then and the work I do now. So that's, that's like, I just rambled on for like so long, but that's kind of like the whole story and journey of how I transitioned from like social media management into coaching.
0: No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I totally relate to that too, because I know when you were saying like you already knew in that first three, probably three months of you being in the online space that you wanted to make the switch. And it's so great because it was an industry that you were you know, familiar with, maybe not in the sense of like what you're doing and the way you structure your business and all of that side of things now, but you, you know, have experience in the field and it's something that I'm sure, correct me if I'm wrong, like lights you up. It's something that you want to do. I like to say soul aligned, but that can Mm. sound cheesy sometimes. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But there's like no better way to describe it. It's definitely, I've never felt more like at home in something than I have in coaching. Like I... Even like all growing up, I was like, what am I going to do? What do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to do? Like in college, still like getting my degree and all these things. It's like, I still don't know what I want to do. Like I sure I'm passionate about all these things, but I don't really know what I want to do. And coaching was the first time that I ever felt like, oh my gosh, this is what I meant to do. This is what I want to do. This is 1000% my purpose. It's just like a feeling like no other. So,
0: yeah. And I think that's a great thing about the online space because if you had told me, like when I was in college, what, like three years ago, four years ago, that I was going to be doing like coaching, oh and coaching on <laughs> marketing of all things, <laughs> yeah. like I would have been like, you are crazy. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. be a teacher, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be a high school teacher. <laughs> What are you talking about? So, yeah, I totally relate to you in that sense. But we are going to be chatting a little bit about like re- emotional release and, you know, nervous system regulation, which is something that I am not really that familiar with. And I think it could help a lot of people in the audience, especially if. That's something that they struggle with. But first of all, um, I want to kind of get into like what some examples of like emotional release that maybe you've seen when you've worked with clients, when you're doing like inner child work with them, when you're just working with them in general, um, and then nervous system regulation. What would that look like to mm-hmm. someone who doesn't have any idea?
1: Definitely, yeah. It's <laughs> I get this question a lot, and I I think I've kind of gotten it down by now because. The biggest thing with like emotional release work and nervous system regulation is that it is individual to each person of like what's going to feel best for them and their body. But the biggest piece relating to both of these things is that it does have to bring the body into play. It can't just be something that you think about in your mind. So emotional release. It could look like crying. It could look like screaming. It could look like punching a pillow. There's a lot of emotional release work that happens within a a somatic inner child session because yes, they are processing what what had happened, you know, through their mind, but they're also processing it through their body because they're tapping into what emotions did I feel then? what emotions came up for me as a child and how do those relate to how I feel now? And where do I feel that in my body? So a lot of the work I do is (laughs) getting people back in tune with what their body is telling them because we become so disconnected and we get so caught up in our mind and our overthinking and overanalyzing I know for me personally, and I do this with clients too. Like, we'll be talking, we'll be working through something that might be coming up for them, and I'll I'll stop and ask them and be like, "Do you feel like you're in your head right now? Like, do you feel like you're trying to figure it all out in your mind and have all of the correct answers?" And like, almost 100 percent of the time, they're like, "Yes, I'm definitely trying." Like, I am so much in my head right now, and so it's about also about like taking a moment and being like, "Okay." what is your body doing right now? How does your body feel right now? What emotions are coming up for you? And then sometimes I'll go into either like a meditation or a body scan or something like that. And it's incredible. Like you don't realize like all the things that may come up for you until you take that moment and take that pause to come back to your body and start to really tune in. And then sometimes things will sp- spontaneously come up in client sessions and they'll be like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that that was connected to that. Or I didn't realize that like the way I was feeling here is like totally related to how I'm feeling now and things like that. So I feel like it allows people to, to kind of like, connect the dots and put the puzzle pieces together of like what they're, what is actually going on in their body. And that is going to allow for greater healing and deeper transformation for them. I like to talk about emotional release and nervous system regulation, like in combo as well, because if we just focus on nervous system regulation, we're not allowing stuff to be expelled. Like we need to allow whatever emotion is coming up to, Move through our body. Like that, that's what, like trauma isn't the event that happens to us. It's the impact that's caused on our nervous system when safety is compromised. And so when we don't feel safe, we have all these emotions that get trapped within us and then they just stay in us. They just stay in us long term and those patterns get repeated and we don't have space and time to let that out. So it is about allowing space for yourself, both in session and outside session to get stuff out. Like I know I've screamed in my car more times than I can count on both hands. Like I have, you know, cried or like shaking or dancing are also ways to kind of release and then also regulate your nervous system. So regulate your, regulating your nervous system is about when you're like in a heightened state of fight or flight or freeze, Um, like when you're in a trauma response, your nervous system is activated, you are in a sympathetic nervous system state. And so nervous system regulation is allowing yourself to come back to equilibrium, coming back to a a sense of grounding and safety. And that looks different for everybody, what that feels like looks different for everybody. Um, So like a couple different things that Help for nervous system regulation. Like I know in session for me, I typically do some love, some sort of grounding meditation but also like dancing or singing or humming or even just like placing a hand on your chest and one hand on your stomach and doing um, some deep breathing that helps regulate your nervous system, being out in nature. Like there's a million things that can help for nervous system regulation, but it's figuring out like what tools feel best for you, which ones resonate most deeply with you. Some people don't like dancing. Some people don't like singing. So it's like, what is going to work for you and how do you incorporate that into like the little moments every day how do you do that in your how do you make that a part of your routine so that you're continuously monitoring like not like a hyper focused monitoring but just like oh checking in like okay i'm feeling a little like i'm feeling a little stressed right now i'm feeling a little anxious like okay let's go stand outside and you know put my feet in the grass or something for a little bit and like that in itself is going to help bring you back to a more grounded and in a, a state of equilibrium for your body
0: Yeah. And I know that as like entrepreneurs, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Most of the listeners are, you know, running their own businesses, whether it's at the Mm -hmm. beginning stages or at the end of the stages. And you brought up like feeling like stress and anxiety. And Mm -hmm. I know that that was a big thing for me when I first started my business because you're going into like a new scary thing. And I noticed now that I'm a little bit more in tune with myself that like a lot of that was like, past traumas from my childhood from different things that happened to me growing up that like you know caused the insecurity of me wanting to show up on social media caused you know different various yeah. things the list is so long i'm not going to go through all of it but as an entrepreneur like you yourself like how has consistently like focusing on doing inner child work focusing on like allowing yourself to release those emotions and then regulating your nervous system benefited you and affected you as a business owner
1: mm-hmm. No, that's a great question. Um, Yeah, because business and entrepreneurship specifically is like, it can be so triggering, like you don't even realize half of the stuff that you are going through, until you start your own business. And then you're like, Oh, okay, like, I'm terrified of everything. Everything feels uncomfortable. Everything is scary. I don't want to do anything. So yeah, I I totally resonate with that. And I think that shows up for so many people in business too of like this, like we talk about imposter syndrome and comparison, comparisonitis, basically like always comparing ourselves like the self-doubt that comes up, the fear of being seen, being visible, all of that is like so common and all of that typically stems back to like, it's not, it's not just like You feeling those things, it's like something within you, something in your past typically made you feel that way. And now you're faced with a similar circumstances and your body and your mind wants to react in the same way that you always have. And that's to potentially hide or run away or feel like you have to be perfect or people please or put on this like perfect persona because most of us don't feel safe just to be who we are. Like most of us don't feel safe just to present ourselves and know that we are okay. Just like, just being exactly who we are and knowing that that is enough to grow our business. I feel like in, in general, it's so interesting because I definitely look back on even past posts or like old stories sometimes. And like, just like, just viewing, like, my facial expression. They're just viewing like the tone of my voice and like how different I sound now. And I'm just like, who is that person? And <laughs> I think that you don't even notice the changes that happen when you're doing this work until because they build, they build over time. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I am like a completely different person than I was six months ago, three months ago, whatever it is. But I think it really allows you to feel safe and not to say that every Decision or everything that you do in your business doesn't involve maybe some level of risk or some level of fear or some level of doubt, but knowing that you're going to be okay regardless, knowing that no matter what happens, you're going to figure it out or like you're going to have your own back. You eventually are able to like build your capacity for more. So, like, what you were able to handle and what you were able to overcome in the beginning of your business. Down the road, when you start to build your capacity for things that feel scary, basically, like then you're able to take those bigger risks. I have a hard time saying, like, it's this balance because people always talk about, like, oh, get out of your comfort zone and like just go for it and just take the leap. And like, they really, a lot of messaging sometimes will just be like pushing you so hard, like Ooh. pushing you out of your comfort zone. And like, your comfort zone like exists for a reason, though. Like, it exists to. To tell you what your edges are to tell you what your limits are and to know that like you need to build your capacity to stretch your edges a little bit more when that messaging comes up and when people are really pushing you and being like just just go for it get out of your own way they're actually pushing you into a trauma response a lot of the time and so Mm -hmm. we get in this like heightened activated like fight or flight like oh my gosh i gotta do this i gotta do this There's like no other option for me. Like, this is all I got. I got to go all in. And so we make decisions from this really heightened place instead of making it from a place of groundedness, of like a grounded knowing of like, I know what's best for me and knowing like, okay, this decision isn't right for me and this decision is right for me. And learning how to make investments or take risks. But from a place of like, I know that this is the right decision for me, not of like, I feel pressured to, or I feel pushed to, or I feel like I'm not good enough if I don't do this, or I'm not serious enough about this if I don't do this, or I'm not committed enough if I don't do this. So <laughs> I feel like I just Hi. got into a whole can of worms no, right there. but <laughs> What would you say just quick
0: before we get back to like all the other things to someone that is like listening or like reading a lot of the times on social media, this kind of like pushy messaging, because I find that to me, I'm able to filter that out because yes. I know like marketing, but for someone right. that is like new to the space, like doesn't know anything about business, brand new yeah. entrepreneur and is seeing like invest mm-hmm. in this course, invest in this, do mm-hmm. this, take this risk. You need to show up on social media every single day, day or else mm-hmm. you're not going to grow. And it's pushing these boundaries. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I might've actually, now that I'm thinking about it, had a hard time with this at the beginning of my business. Yeah. Feeling, like, pressured, but I almost um, yep. like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's like pushing people's boundaries to a mm-hmm. point where it benefits the person that's doing the marketing over mm-hmm. actually a lot of the times, you know, I'm not gonna say every time, mm-hmm. the person that's actually like feeding into the marketing, right? The consumer. So yeah. I don't know, what would you say to someone that is yeah. brand new that is yeah. seeing this kind of messaging? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Oh. Yeah, it's so hard because it's, uh, there's so much, there's so much messaging out there. and, And a lot of people I feel like have taken like maybe things they learned in, in the corporate world, or they take, you know, sales psychology and like, they combine this into this, like, Oh, this is the right way to sell and attract and like persuade people and talk to their pain points and all this stuff. And like, a lot of that is like, not super trauma informed, um, It's just not like we can do better. So I'd say like awareness is great. Like if I I know that this is like new people in the online space. So like, I hope that if you're listening that this is like peaking your like awareness bubble to be like, oh, like now when you see this type of stuff and you see this messaging, know that it is just that it is a messaging like it's a ploy. It's a messaging ploy, and it is something that that person. It's not necessarily that like coaches or you know service provider anyone's fault necessarily because they just don't know that that is the type of messaging that they may not know that that's the type of messaging they're using. But I think just like taking a step back, getting off of Instagram for a hot minute because we get in this like doom spiral or like this doom doom scroll. And we're just like looking at all these posts and all these things we should invest in. And someone says we should do this. And someone said we we should do something else. And yeah, our bodies go into this like, oh my God, like tense, like probably fight or flight. I think, yeah, the biggest thing would just be to get off the app and go do something that's going to ground you, whether that's listening to your, your favorite music or dancing around or going for a walk or petting like your pet, like snuggling your pet, like something that gets you back into a more of a parasympathetic nervous system like place and allows you to then come back to that space from a lens of like okay i know that this is this is just a messaging like this is just something that they're trying to sell me and they're trying to you know grow their own business in their own way and take it with a grain of salt And know that if that decision or investing in that specific program does not feel right for you, that does not mean that that's wrong. Like you get to make your own decisions for your business and not investing in something does not mean that you're not serious about your business.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. And I know something that came up for me. I had a mentor not too long ago that was talking about the pain point marketing that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And... I encourage if you are just now starting your business or if you're looking for a new way to market your business after listening to this episode, maybe realizing like, hey, I'm doing some of this stuff and you want to be a little bit more trauma informed, you want to like not tap into like putting people into a trauma response just to sell a product Um, and not saying that anybody's doing that intentionally, but we talked about like pleasure point marketing and kind yeah. of taking it to more of a positive way, right? It's, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's still a really effective form of marketing. You're not constantly telling people, people are sick of pain. We just came out of a pandemic, you know, like yeah. you don't have to constantly tell people everything that they're doing wrong and that their business is going to fail if they don't know this stuff and that stuff is yeah. in your course, <laughs> the whole entire cycle. Um, yeah. And so that's something that maybe look into try to focus more energy on that pleasure point marketing because it does work personal experience, but
1: yeah, that's all I yeah. wanted to kind of add yeah. To that of yeah. No, that's such a, that's such a good point. And I do like, I, I agree with that. I do like the more focusing on the pleasure points. And I think the other thing too, is like, how do you want people to feel when they invest in you? Like bottom line, how do you want somebody to feel when they invest in you? Do you want them to feel secure and safe and grounded and they can still be excited and they might still be like a little bit nervous and things like that but do you would you rather them feel that way when reading your content when interacting with you when engaging with you when thinking about investing in your your programs or do you want them to feel fearful or scarce or like they're lacking something if they don't invest in you like that's That's what I think about now. And I know that I'm like at fault too for doing pain point marketing in the past. Like I didn't know any better when I first started either. And it's like, but now when I like create content and when I go on my stories and when I, whatever I do, I, I constantly come back to like, how do I want people to feel? How do I want them to feel when interacting with me, when consuming my information, things like that? How do I want them to feel? So I think that that might be a good baseline to come back to too. Yeah. And then I just wanted to
0: ask if you had any like quick tips and tricks for someone that is struggling. And again, I think this episode is just really for like the newer entrepreneur. And to I guess if they're wanting to take the leap, right? You're wanting to start this business, and you want to kind of again, I can't remember what you, the, the exact term that you said, kind of round those edges out of expanding the capacity of different things mm-hmm. that you can do
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. when it comes to marketing your business, like doing new things, essentially. That might sound scary. Mm. Maybe some ways to like cope if you're like, you know, maybe they want to show up on a story and like educate on something or go live for the first time. I know that took mm. me forever. Same. <laughs> um, different things like that. What would you say are some good ways to kind of maybe pump them up to do it or some different mm. exercises that they can do to kind of? release that emotion, regulate that nervous mm. system and maybe get to the point where they can actually do it.
1: Yeah, I know. That's such a, that's such a good question. And definitely things that I've had to work through in the past too. I know for sure, like going live for me was like the biggest stressor ever. <laughs> I was like, I would work myself up so much and I would just like completely just be like, I'm going to say everything wrong and no one's going to understand me and blah, blah, blah. And I had all these, all these things to work through from my past and from my inner child. I think a big one is being really compassionate towards yourself. Like the, the more that you're hard on yourself, the more that you are like beating yourself up for not being able to do anything or not being able to do maybe that next step or show up on stories or go live or whatever like the harder it's going to be like the the more the harder you are on yourself the harder doing all these things is going to be so if you can be a little like compassionate towards yourself and just be really gentle and i think like also reminding yourself of like it's okay to do something new that you know feels uncomfortable for me it's okay to to be in that discomfort and still know that like it's possible for me to do it i'm i don't know if that's like fully resonating or making sense i'm trying to I'm trying to think of a good example. Like for me, it kind of goes back to like not beating yourself up either. When I was really struggling with going live, I remember I would like get everything set up. I'd be ready to go. I'd have like some notes or whatever, like I'd be ready. And I would like just could not force myself to hit that button and to like push the button to go live. I just like stare at myself in my phone and like, just be like, okay, okay, like, let's, let's, let's do this. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to do it. I really don't want to do it. And if that is you, like, if you're like, I really just don't want to do this. Don't do it that day. Come back to it two days later and be like, okay, I'm going to do it that day. Like it's literally okay. So I think that like not being so hard on yourself, not knowing that it's okay to make, make mistakes, knowing that it's okay to like you're human and that you're probably judging yourself harder than anybody else is. I would say some other things too, is like before I get on calls, before I go live, before I have basically like any um, interactions, you know, virtually with people, I typically do something to ground myself. So if you can do something to ground yourself prior whether it's a short walk or getting a glass of water or having a snack or whatever, like is gonna like elevate your energy a little bit more, like put you in a good mood. Maybe it's like dancing it out for like five minutes and like really hyping yourself up that way. That usually helps for me. I also like make sure to keep my feet flat on the floor whenever I'm on a call with somebody. That's just something that I do personally because I it helps ground me a little bit more. Like I, it brings me back to like, okay, the floor is here. I am supported. I'm okay. I also, I was going to show my stone and then realized I'm not on video, but (laughs) I have, (laughs) I have a, I have multiple stones. I hold a grounding, a grounding stone in my hand when I'm on calls, when I'm, yes, (laughs) when I'm on calls, when I'm, you know, if I'm going live, just to have something to help, again, bring me back to my body. You can also, if you have your arms, like if you cross your arms, you can, you can also like squeeze your forearms or if you have your hands on your legs, you can like squeeze your thighs a little bit. I think a lot of times when we get nervous about like speaking in front of people or speaking to, you know, the online space, we almost like tend to like leave our bodies in a sense. Like we may like completely dissociate when we are going live or when we are doing anything online. And that can kind of sometimes impact how we feel about that experience. And so if you can come back to your body, so like gently squeezing your legs or something like that, or like wiggling your toes, like little things like that, send messages to your body and allow yourself to be like, okay, I'm here. I'm okay. Like we're going to, we're going to be okay doing this. I think just like little things like that, just to kind of bring you back into the present moment and remind yourself like you are 1000% capable. Like you already know everything that you want to go on and talk about, like you already know it. And so just grounding yourself into that, into that knowing into the belief that you are 1000% capable, I think can be really supportive and helpful as well. (laughs) I feel like that I talked in a circle there, but I hope that that was supportive. Yeah, no, that's so
0: good. And I'm definitely going to try some of those things because yeah. I know for like master classes and live things, for some reason, that's something that like works me mm-hmm. up. And I know that's probably something for other people as well because mm-hmm. stories are different. If you can push yourself yeah. to show up on stories, you can edit them, you can delete it if yeah. you like it and you yeah. can kind of mess with like the yep. finished product Curate Whereas that if it's live, it. it's there. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so definitely. those are definitely some things I'm going to try Just I come mm-hmm. back into my body yeah practice that and hopefully that was helpful to the listeners as well but i just want to close out do you have any like words of encouragement for anyone that is starting a business that maybe mm-hmm. wants to dive deeper into some of the like emotional releases um mm-hmm. nervous system regulation working you know on their inner child in general and maybe understanding mm-hmm where those traumas are coming up when different things happen with business, with Mm -hmm. life in general, and then maybe some resources that you want to share. And then we can link them in the show notes below if you'd like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is to probably two things like one is to like, take it slow and be easy on yourself. Like I think a lot of times when people go into any sort of healing type work, it kind of comes from this place of like i need to fix myself i need to better myself i need to overcome something and it's like healing is an ongoing process it's not it's not a strategy it's it's something that you get to figure out for yourself long term and it's going to look different for everybody and the time frame is going to look different for everybody and so if you can go into it knowing that it's never ending <laughs> it doesn't feel like such a burden and it doesn't feel like it has to be such a difficult process like it just gets to be this like ongoing evolution of yourself and that gets to be really 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 incredible i'd also say like inner child work specifically like if you are if you are wanting specific support with like inner child work, I think just like really getting curious, really getting curious and bringing a lot of awareness to yourself. Like when something comes up, Not trying to shove it down right away or do something to distract yourself. Like it's really allowing yourself to lean into the discomfort of all of your emotions and triggers that come up. And I know that can be really scary. And I think that's why coaching is so valuable. Coaching can be so important because, or therapy, you know, whatever route feels best for you. I know some people resonate with one more than the other. um, And they both have different limitations and they both have different supports within the scope of each type of practice. But I think that getting support in that so that you aren't, (laughs) when you have a coach, you're kind of like held more accountable to leaning in and to not shying away from those difficult emotions and things that, that come up. So I think just like allowing yourself to lean in, allowing yourself to be gentle with yourself, compassionate with yourself. And I feel like that is like the biggest thing I have. I have like a lot of book resources that I don't necessarily want to list here, yeah. um, but if you, <laughs> but if you are curious and want more like book type resources, feel free to reach out to me. Otherwise, my DMs are always open. I do i've been meaning to release this so by the time this is released hopefully it'll be out but i've been meaning to release an inner child workbook that i've been working on for ages it's complete i just haven't released it (laughs) so i would have a a workbook um otherwise i do single inner child sessions just for people to like experience what that is like happy to point anybody in the right direction of what they're looking for as well i feel like i know have a lot of like different accounts in this space too, that I'm like, oh, if you're looking for this specifically, let me direct you there. But if you have questions for me specifically, happy to chat in the DMs. Like I'm not gonna try to, I'm not gonna try to just like sell you all the things. Like I will literally do my best to help point you in the right direction. Even if that direction is not me. (laughs) So yeah. um, Where can everybody find you to give you in all
0: the things?
1: Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey.Elizabeth. And then you can also find me on TikTok at Kelsey Daniels. TikTok has been real fun. So come hang out with me there. I'm, It's been really fun. So and I feel like I kind of go off a little bit more like I have longer tangents or there's actually I actually have like a ton more information, I think, on my TikTok sometimes. So definitely, definitely check that out
0: yes i've been playing around with tiktok too so i trust me i've been having a lot of fun with it thank you
1: so much i'm so
0: glad that you were here and you were able to kind of tap into some things that i think are super important especially in the business world for anyone that's trying anything new i think they could take away a lot from today's episode so i don't know if you have any final words but i'm so grateful that you came and thank you again
1: yeah of course yeah i hope it was super supportive and helpful and that people were able to learn a little bit more about their inner child and kind of what that looks like to regulate your nervous system and yeah again if anyone has questions feel free to reach out thank you so much for listening to this episode of the biz booster podcast
0: make sure you leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from for more free content and guidance on your journey to building your dream business make sure you go follow me on instagram at bizcoachnina Don't forget to subscribe to the Biz Booster podcast and for more resources and full show notes, make sure you visit ninabvirtually.com slash podcast. See you in the next episode.